This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. And uh, let me just make sure with Mike. All well, Mike? So far, <laughs> we don't want to brag. All right, good deal. So, we welcome you to the second hour of our program. Judy is coming up first from ULIS, and I have two other lines available to you. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. The aforementioned Mike is Mike Bass, my friend and my producer and phone screener and director and what else does he, king, king of the program. I am the, the surf of the program, and uh, I'd love to help you with your plant question. Give me a call, won't you please? 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Uh, you need to be watering your plants. You need to be getting fertilizer out for the fall feeding. We'll talk about all that in just a moment. Before I go to uh, Judy, one last thing we need to do, and that is to give you the SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week. Say hello to Dooley. I-D-U-A-L-L-Y. Gotta be Dooley, an energetic and spunky two-year-old male blue healer who is, uh, he's a mix. It says blue healer, and then on the next line it says mix, gotta say mix, who is looking for his forever home. Dooley has a mostly black coat with a beautiful salt and pepper chest and neck and those eyes. So dark and sincere, they look right through you. And you look at the eyes in the picture and you'll say, yeah, I think they do. This pup has done great on Borrow a Buddy weekends. Dooley gets right in the car, loves meeting other people and other dogs, and he is especially good at basic commands such as sit and stay. This is a dog ready to make a friend, and that could be you. He has a lot of energy, so Dooley would lo love a home with an active lifestyle so he can release those zoomies. Dooley loves to go on long walks and he'd also adore a secure backyard where he can run to his heart's desire. Plus, there's no bigger fan of the splash pool than this guy. Look at the photos, at least the ones they sent to me, of Dooley. And Dooley's in the splash pool in every one of them. Dooley's good with human kiddos and would do quite well with a doggy playmate in the new home. So bring the whole family to meet him before you adopt. This is one social dude. Like all pets from the SPCA of Texas, Dooley has been neutered, microchipped. He's current on all his necessary vaccines. He is ready to plug and play. He's waiting for his forever home at the Dallas Animal Care Center. So stop out to meet him any day of the week, but don't wait too long. He's going to get himself adopted noon until 6 at 2400 Lone Star Drive in Dallas. Find Dooley's profile on spca.org slash dogs. Search for his name. D, it's like Dual, D-U-A-L, and then L-Y. D-U-A-L-L-Y, Dooley. And they invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. If you'd like to learn more about how you can give a gift for the animals, visit spca.org and click on donate. Throughout September, all adult dog and cat adoptions are only $25 at the SPCA Dallas Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center, 2570, Farm to Market 878 in Waxahachie. There's one exception. When a senior adopts a senior pet, age 7 or older, the adoption fee is waived. This is Dooley, D-U-A-L-L-Y, and he is a blue healer mix, and he sounds like fun ready to happen at your place let's get him adopted today anytime after noon and that is sponsored today by the great people at uh, baylor scott and white health they have made it so much easier for all of us to check on our health all the time and to reach out when we have problems they now offer 24 7 video visits on the my bsw health app we can get virtual care whenever and wherever we need it like right now or later tonight even on the weekends when allergies start acting up when we're out in the garden. 
Now, or when we've run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is we don't even have to stop what we're doing to get the care that we need so we can stay focused on doing what we love the most. It's as simple as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to download the MyBSW Health app. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. That's Baylor Scott and White Health. My BSW Health. Text better to eight eight four zero eight. Baylor Scott and White Health. Baylor Scott and White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text better. That's B E T T E R to eight eight four zero eight to download the My BSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. All right, thank you very much, Stuby. And uh, try one more thing for you, Mike. Um, let me go to my first call of this hour, and that would be Judy in Euless. Judy, this is Neil. How can I help you? Thanks for waiting so patiently, too, by the way. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks for doing what you do. I have in my front, in front of my house, I have a large platinia about 14 feet high, and half of it, cut right down the middle lengthwise, died. I mean, died. It's all brown and died. I thought maybe a branch had broken off, but that was not the case. And then right next to the dead part of that photinia is a big holly bush, about five feet tall and about four feet uh, in uh, diameter, and was healthy and beautiful and wonderful until two weeks ago, and it got a couple of dead branches on it. So I thought it was the heat. Now, I do water these twice a week. Um, and so I did that and cut it off, and now the whole bush is dead. So my my landscape cutting down guy is coming today. My question is, should I just cut the holly, replace it in the spring, and go on from there? Or is there a way to save it? Well, once a holly turns completely brown and, and that, that kind of a milk chocolate brown it's probably not going to come back that sounds like what's happened is that it that's it yep yeah um okay when you say you have watered these are you using a sprinkler system or a hose hose have hand watered all right uh what you have described is absolutely and definitely a, a moisture problem a water problem and um I have a couple of hollies in my landscape that I've lost this summer only because I too late realized that a sprinkler head was not working properly back in a big planting. I have a couple of beds that have maybe 30 or 35 hollies and a couple of the heads had become uh, blocked by, by undergrowth. And so I just had to take those hollies out and, and count on the other plants to fill in. But that's exactly what happens when a holly gets too dry. You'll see it all over town, unfortunately, right now, because a lot of people have had the same issue. There's no point in leaving it because it will not green back up again. If any part of it down farther down is greening, then uh, you could you could certainly prune back to that point. Uh, practical experience, Judy, I have grown hollies all of my uh, adult life, and they don't come back very well. Some okay. plants will That's come back gone, when then. they get too dry. <laughs> Hollies do not. That one's gone. Okay, I also have yeah, a, and and the and foot. and the photinia and the holly are side by side. Yep. But the other half that just tells me that that stuff. tells me that that particular spot didn't get enough water, and um, it may be that you had a lawn sprinkler there or something. I, I'm not trying to no. guess, but okay. a lawn sprinkler or something prior to when you watered them by hand. And it just didn't get enough water down deeply enough or something. Something happened that got to both of them. There's oh, okay. no disease or insect that would attack my, both of those. Where I hang my hose There's, on the holly bush there, to let it drain. Mike has had me turn my mic down so low that now I'm having a hard time hearing you and, and okay. I'm talking at the same time you are. Uh, there's no insect or disease that will bother both of those plants. And so um, that's, a, that's, the only, that's a fact that we need to keep in mind is there's no pest problem that will get both of them. Now, I, I think I missed something you said. 
Well, I was going to say, I have a 12-foot wall of Yopon holly that has had a lot more sun. I have watered it each, you know, in the, in the things all, all summer long. Uh, it has been green and lovely, but now it is starting to grow out. And I know there were a couple sections of it that looked like they got sunburned. Will that come back? Or is this is it going to brown up kind of for winter or what? No, it doesn't brown up for the winter. It hopefully will come back, but that's it hasn't burned. Uh, okay. Yopon isn't going to burn. It, it it may have gotten too dry. All of these are symptoms of plants that get too dry. Perfect. Uh, there's okay, nothing else that is, causes that. One more question. My, my uh, landscape guy is coming today. How far back can I trim them? I don't like to give that answer without seeing the plants. Um, I would, I would pro- how often does he come? Uh, like twice a year, and I, I didn't do anything since June because of the heat and stuff, so I haven't touched any of my plants because of the heat. Sure. Uh, if he's using a hedge trimmer, I would have him do a light trim, and then I would put fertilizer on them and water them. That's a generic answer, Judy, because I, I can't see them. If they are toast and crisp and the leaves fall off when he touches them, then... They may not come back, but I would I would tidy them up a little bit, fertilize and water them, and try to encourage them to come back. I would not do a heavy pruning at this time of year because you're going to be looking at it all winter. Um, right. Okay. I would I would ask his advice because he probably has done this for a while. Um, I I wish I could see them. I could give you such a better answer if I could just see them. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And then I have a crepe myrtle that's about 15 feet tall. Should I wait till December to trim it back, or should I trim it today? I don't trim crepe myrtles back. I don't speak that language. Uh, okay. I don't know what you. I don't know it's what you're bush. intending to it's do. If you're, way, if way you're high. talking about, I'm sorry. Say it again. I said it's just a bush, but it's way, way high. It's not a tree. Okay, let me give you my standard answer on crepe myrtles. I understand completely what you've asked, and I did hear it. If you have okay. a crepe myrtle that is too tall for where it is, it either needs to be moved or uh, where it can grow to its full height, or it needs to be removed. I'm, I'm really sensitive to that one, Judy, because I've, I have spent uh, all of my life trying to get Texans to quit topping crepe myrtles. Um, <laughs> we need to allow them to grow naturally, and there are types that never grow more than three or four feet tall, so there is a crepe myrtle that will fill a space without having to be pruned. Um, if you can train it tree form or allow it to be a shrub and, and uh, just thin it out so that you don't have any uh, any stubs. You, the main thing is you don't want to have any stubs bigger than a pencil in diameter when you finish pruning a crepe myrtle. You want to have just the pretty stems. It's when we start cutting them back and have these gnarly stubs that, that are left, that's when we ruin the crepe myrtles. and. And so I'm trying to get people not to top crepe myrtles. I've, I've spent a whole career doing that. And we in the Metroplex are better than we used to be. But all you have to do is get 100 miles out from DFW and you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, I'll so just I hope I answered that. Back I'm good. <laughs> I'll just leave okay. it like it is. That's good. All right. All right. That a girl. I appreciate your call, and I really appreciate your patience. Thank you. Well, Still I trying to jockey. You. Go Bucks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for the laughter. I'm really having a hard time hearing now because I've adjusted the knobs too much here. Folks, I have uh, vertigo really badly, and I'm trying to get away to broadcast from home. Two hours of radio uh, leaves me really dizzy, and, and when I'm struggling with headphones and volumes, it's uh, it's really difficult. So. That's, I appreciate your patience very much. Uh, let's see where I am. I need to get a break in, and then we'll come back. And we have Thomas and Dennison, and uh, then uh, Leslie and Plano. And looking for a couple of different questions there, different answers. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And I think it might, might just be the answer to a lot of garden questions. Uh, one of the questions I get most often, and then there's a big blank that you can fill in that, that finishes this question, is, Neil, when should I do such and such? Uh, we just heard that about when should I prune crepe myrtles, when should I do uh, some of these other tasks? And it's all in 
chapter two of the book, the 48-page calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants in your landscape and garden. That's chapter two. I've never put that in a book before. The cowboy boot book certainly never had it. I had it in my calendars when I did annual Texas gardening calendars, but that was just a little bit of information at the bottom of each page. Uh, those were wall calendars. This is not. This is in the book. It's a perpetual calendar. So that's chapter two. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, and it covers uh, the soil types of Texas and how you cope with them, how to choose the right fertilizer. It uh, deals with the climatic zones of Texas, the hardiness zones of Texas, and why the uh, 1990 map is much better than the 2012 map. And I explain why and show you the maps. So that's, uh, that's chapter one, chapters three through 11, trees. You know, on trees, we have a list of the best shade trees, the best shade trees for fall color, for spring bloom, for large uh, shade trees, for patio trees, uh, all of that. And uh, 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 as well as a huge amount of information just on how to grow trees, how to, how to locate the tree in your landscape, and how to care for it, what kinds of problems to watch for, et cetera, et cetera. And then shrubs and vines and ground covers and annuals, perennials, lawns. That's a big chapter. And uh, fruit and vegetable crops and gardening. So all of that information. 840 photographs to illustrate what I'm writing about. And uh, 344 pages. It's a hardback to hold all of that information. And it's not in stores and not on Amazon. I decided to do that not because I was trying to make all the money myself. I left the price at what I would have made if I'd sold it through a distributor. And so you get the, the benefit of a, a really low price. But mainly the reason I did that was so I could sign every copy. I've signed uh, 80,000 copies of the book. Well, I, I didn't get the first three or 4,000 signed because they had to be mailed immediately when it finally got to the press. But, uh, but otherwise, every book has been signed since. There are weeks that I'll send out a 1,000 books signed. And so I'd love to send one to you signed. Satisfaction, completely guaranteed, or a full refund. I've never been asked to refund on one of the books. So pretty good odds you'll like it. The uh, book is $34.95. You either call my office or you order it from my website. The office phone number and the office is open weekdays, business hours, 800 752-GROW, that's 800-752-4769, and the uh, website is just my name, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person, in McKinney, and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That's our, our church, and services are at 8, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10, and it's at 10, 05 service that live streams. All of that is available at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. Have you ever found yourself, you go in the door of one of the big national chain stores and you say, this place is huge and you feel like it's going to echo if you say anything. There's nobody around to help you. You just feel helpless almost. Well, when you go in Ace Hardware, there are going to be several people around you just to make sure that you get the help that you need. That's one of the first things that they will ask you is, how can we help you? And they really mean that because they have specialists in each one of their departments. They have somebody who knows paint better than the other employees. They have somebody who knows plumbing, who knows electrical, who knows housewares and gardening, all of the different specialties. And they will find him or her, and that will be the person who helps you, and you'll be getting help from somebody who really knows. And in the case of, uh, for example, gardening, somebody who knows the local conditions. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. Find a great deal on Ace Winterizer All-Purpose Lawn Fertilizer. It's $29, uh, $20.99 a bag. 
but you save an extra $2 with your Ace Rewards card, you pay only $18.99. Limit of two. Ace Winterizer Fertilizer feeds your lawn in one easy step to help protect your grass from winter stress. This product builds strong, deep roots for a thick green lawn and provides controlled release feeding for up to eight weeks. Apply it as the last feeding in the fall to encourage earlier spring green up. It covers 5,000 square feet. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, not somebody on the East Coast, so you're getting help from people you already know. They are your neighbors. Ace is the place that has North Texas uh, Ace Winterizer All-Purpose Lawn Fertilizer for $20.99 a bag, but an extra $2 savings. You pay only $18.99 with your Ace Rewards card, limit of two. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the My BSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, let's go to Thomas and Denison. Thomas, this is Neil. Thanks for calling. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. How can I help? Uh, I, I've got uh, some soil around my house that, uh, well, I had a long driveway that I put in, about 1,000 feet of drive, and I used some lime-stabilized soil to do the driveway. And I also used some of that to do some site work around my house. i got a lot of plants that are dying uh, after they were just planted, so I was just wondering if there's a problem with that lime soil. Well, it's not a good thing. I don't know that I really can answer that without knowing more detail of the uh, lime. And, and I've not had that question. I've not had that experience. But lime is not something we want to put around plants. Uh, you have red soil natively? Uh, it's, a, it's red clay, uh, mostly dark clay. Yeah. For folks who are not familiar with Grayson County, Sherman, to the south of Denison, has the black clay, but as you go closer to the Red River, uh, you begin to get into the red, redder soils, and those uh, tend to be not quite as alkaline as the black clay is, and so the lime isn't going to have quite as bad an effect, I would imagine, but, but if, if the problem showed up very quickly after, uh, after the, the soil was amended, uh, then it, it looks a little bit guilty. The, the only thing, Thomas, that I would also wonder about is if these were brand new plants, is there any chance they got too dry at some point? They will dry out very quickly at these temperatures we had. Well, I, I, I will have to say that my water bill went up by about uh, 200%. So I think, I, I, think I, I don't know if I overwatered them or not, but some, some live, some No, there's some no, die. no way at 100 degrees. No way at 100 degrees you could have overwatered. Were you watering these by hand or were you counting on sprinklers? Uh, I've just I've got uh, sprinkler heads essentially connected to hoses that I turn on and off. All right. Um, so, what size containers were the plants in? It was anything from probably a gallon to two gallons. Okay. And how much ahead of when they began to have problems were they planted? How many weeks or months? Uh, I would say that was probably within a month or two months. Okay, their roots had not gone out into that soil much yet. So if there was an impact from the lime-stabilized soil, it would have had to have been from uh, the, the lime leaching into the, into the root balls. Uh, not too likely. Um, I guess my ultimate question it. is, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I'd say it's more likely that they got too dry one, one time, somewhere in there. The, what happens with new nursery stock is that the root balls are in very lightweight potting soil, and when we water with sprinklers, whether it's at the end of the hose or whether it's an automatic sprinkler system, uh, when we water that way, uh, the, the adjacent soil may look really mucky wet, when the soil ball of a, of a new plant will dry out very quickly because uh, of how lightweight the soil is and how much the plant needs water at 100 degrees. So that, I, I can't tell, but that's not, that would not surprise me. I'm going to have to get a newscast here in just a second. Hurry if you can with your question. 
Real quick, is just uh, is there a way to to treat the the lime stabilized soil uh, in C two without having to remove and replace? Because that's what I'm thinking. Let me let me think on that through the newscast, and I'll have an answer. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station News Talk 820 WVAP and KPLX 99.5 FM HD2 Accumulus Media Station Trending Now Reaction to the Paxton verdict I'm Lori Waffenschmidt from the newsfray.com WVAP 24/7 News Desk ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather. On the ones. As we've been telling you all morning, Loop 12 Walton Walker southbound between Irving Boulevard and Union Bower Road remains closed due to an accident. That's causing stop traffic from Singleton Boulevard as motorists are forced off at Irving Boulevard. And also on Loop 12 Walton Walker northbound at Grawweiler Road, an accident is reported. Your WBAP weather forecast today, sunny with high around 90. Tonight, clear with lows in the upper 60s. Tomorrow, sunny with highs in the lower 90s. Right now, it's 75 degrees in Dallas, 72 degrees in Fort Worth. Texas leaders are reacting to the acquittal of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton in the state Senate. Paxton was accused of using taxpayer money to benefit a campaign donor. Senator Bob Hall of North Texas said the case should never have come to trial. All of what they put forward were second, third, and fourth hand interviews with hired attorneys. The House never heard a word of testimony. Nothing under oath. There was no evidence ever presented. Following the vote to acquit, Governor Abbott said Paxton received a fair trial and complimented the AG, saying Paxton has done an outstanding job representing Texas. The Dallas Cowboys host the New York Jets today. Dallas is 1-0, and New York comes into the game without quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who is injured. Kickoff is set for 3:25 this afternoon in Arlington. Again, right now in Dallas, 75, in Fort Worth, 72 degrees. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update is coming up at 10 o'clock. Be sure to check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2. Thank you, Lori. For the finest in tree care, it's Arbor Logical Services. They started about 40 years ago, and they, 42 years ago to be exact, and they have grown to be one of the most respected companies in the tree service industry in America. And uh, as rightfully uh, so designated, they have won the awards. Some of the awards are named for their people. And uh, they have shown how great tree work should look. They have the equipment. They have the training. Uh, their International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, 12 of them, are college degree plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. They know trees. As they have their uh, uh, several times monthly meetings around their conference table and discuss the projects they're working on, they talk about trees. They talk about unusual issues they're encountering. And when a new problem arises, they know it first. Steve Hauser, Russell Peters, Kevin Bassett are all Arborists of the Year, named so by the uh, Arborists of the State of Texas. That's the kind of respect that they have in this company. That's uh, three of the first 20 people to be named that in Texas are with this same firm. You want the best for your trees. Your trees represent the biggest investment in your landscape and in the property value of your home, and so you want the best for your shade trees. They're the only people who will ever touch our trees. They'll be out in a couple of weeks to touch our trees again. Arborological Services, serving Dallas and Tarrant County, Southern Collins, Southern Denton Counties. Toll-free number, though, to make it easy for you to reach them. 866-552-7267. Call before we go into the winter so they can see uh, exactly how your trees are doing. Let them get on the job and, and do the work that needs to be done. 866-552-7267, arborological.com on the web, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. It's Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. DFW's largest news team, keeping you connected 24-7. News Talk 820, WBAP and 99.5 FM, HD2.
One of the best ways, and it's kind of an in-between time now, so it'll be a little harder to do this, but one of the best ways to realize the real impact of sunburst shutters is to stand beside them when it's really hot or really cold outside. Stand beside them when the weather is at an extreme, and you'll realize that they are energy efficient. They're fabulous, and they're made to last. They went through Hurricane Harvey, and when the floods came into Houston, uh, the sunburst shutters, all they had to do was wash them off because there's no wood in them. They don't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast. They just had to clean them up and put them right back in place. Other shutters, of course, had to be replaced. Sunburst shutters, they're beautiful, and they're so easy to operate. We have a, a grandson who now is uh, an eighth grader, and when he was three years old, he could operate our shutters, our sunburst shutters, with one finger. Still can, except he can reach the top of them now. Sunburst shutters, plantation-style shutters, two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and four-and-a-half-inch louver size. The bigger the louver, the fewer lines you see when you open them up to look out across your, your backyard, your pool, the vista, whatever your vista happens to be, it'll be more beautiful when viewed through sunburst shutters. They can fit any opening, any size, any shape in your home. Let them come out and, and bring examples and samples and hold them up and show you. Sunburst shutters. It's time to make your windows look spectacular. Sunburst shutters can do that for you. Great people. They serve all of Texas, including Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco, and of course, DFW. 214-343-2601. If you'd like to go to their showroom, they'll give you directions. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com. It's nice to hang out with winners, and I was hanging out with a winner a couple of nights ago when I went to the regional dinner of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Had the opportunity to go to the Denton State Supported Living Center and uh, visit with the uh, members of Region 5 of TNLA. These are the men and women who make Christmases for Caring here at WBAP happen. They are the people who pick up the gifts and uh, actually accept the gifts through Callaways and then pick them up and deliver them to the facility. They are the ones who uh, came to see the greenhouse that you raised money and helped us build. I'll show you photos later and we'll talk about it later. But the gentleman that I got to see again, my longtime good friend, Mike Wisenand, he takes his truck, uh, trucks from Whiskey Stone, gets them all cleaned up spotless, and he's the one who goes around to pick up all the gifts and take them to the Denton State Supported Living Center. That's the kind of dedication to, to, to his community that Whiskey Stone has. Mike is a second generation, his son Derek, a third generation in this business that opened in 1983. They're in their 40th year and uh, they've been friends of mine for 30 years, I guess, out of that time. I love this company. I love the 22 acres of stone that they have. This is a destination place to go. If you need any stone in your landscape, beautiful stone of all kinds, from decorative gravel all the way to gigantic boulders, everything in between. If you're doing retaining walls or patio stones, whatever you need, Whiskey Stone is the place to go, and you're dealing with wonderful people. They're at 4501. East Loop 820 South in far southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South in east, southeast Fort Worth. 817-429-0822. Open Monday through Saturday. 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Stuby. Uh, Leslie and Plano, you're coming up next. Let me finish my call with Thomas and Dennis, and then, then it's Leslie's turn. Thomas, I have thought about the, uh, the lime stabilizing on the soil that you had done and the, the fact that the shrubs died. I don't, again, I still don't want to blame the lime stabilization as being the cause. Uh, however, if you want to have the soil tested, 
and uh, see what its pH is, you could certainly do that. I had a two or three step answer for you. Uh, number one would be you could send uh, representative samples of that soil. You would collect uh, small parts of your soil sample. Um, let's just say that you're going to collect uh, two, cup, uh, two cups, measuring cups, of uh, that soil uh, together, a total of, and stir it together, and that, that is your representative sample of, of the soil that, that got pulled in on top of the, the shrubs. And you're going to send it to the soil testing laboratory at Texas A&M. You explain to them exactly what it is. Um, I'd, I'd take maybe a quarter of a cup from uh, eight different locations along that, that planting bed and call that your sample. Uh, your county extension office will have the soil uh, collection bags for you. And uh, there will be a charge. to you know, All you're looking for is the pH probably, but I would, I would ask them what you need to do. Uh, so that will let you know whether there is a radically wrong soil pH, the, the alkalinity of the soil. Um, that's number one. Number two would be, um, I think probably gypsum is what you're going to add to uh, get rid of uh, the, the high lime content. That would be, although that's usually used for sodium, come to think of it, although uh, Grayson County has notoriously high sodium. I would ask the people at the soil testing lab what you should do to mitigate that, get rid of it. Uh, it might be easier just to go through the bed if you end up having to replace the plants, set them out, rototill it, throw that soil off to the side and get a, a small load of new soil and put in there, maybe quicker. Um, I don't think that's what killed the plants. I think the plants got too dry if it happened that fast because I don't think that lime is going to get into their soil balls that fast. I don't. I just don't think it can leach across into their very tightly compacted root balls that fast. So that's that's my best guess. And uh, you know, let them guide you if you wish. If you wanted to send some of the soil from one of the root balls of the plant, you could do that and just see if the soil has the pH of that has has gone way up. Hopefully, it's going to be seven point zero or seven point one at the most. Well, that's that good sense. Yes, sir, it does. Uh, it, the, the, the nursery from which we bought the plants, uh, we did notify them that, the, the, that, that I had lime soil or stabilized soil in there. And they've, they've agreed to replace uh, the dead plants, which is great because we spent several thousand dollars on these plants. So um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's kind of a nervous situation for me. But uh, just trying to keep my wife happy to get some plants going. Yeah, I understand that. And you notified them that that soil had been lime stabilized before they and they planted them for you. Uh, they we notified them. We had somebody else plant them, but uh, uh, they they knew about it. So, huh? That's odd. That well, it's not my place. They to... said there wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> wow, they're gonna. Doesn't sound like it was their problem originally. If if uh, if the plants got too dry or if the lime was brought in, unbeknownst to them. But anyway, I, I'm not past judgment on that. It's up to you. So anyway, well, I hope I was of help. Thank you, sir. I appreciate so, it. You bet, Thomas. Good luck with it. Let me go to Leslie in Plano now. Leslie, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, hey, can you hear me? I hear you great, and I am grateful for Hello? your patience with me. Yeah, I hear you. Leslie. Hello, can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Hey. Leslie, I oh. hear you. Oh, good, good. Okay, so I have a very long rectangular yard. In the back of the yard, of course, there's an alley behind it, and I have power lines overhead. And um, there's a large building just on the other side of the, the alley, so it causes quite a bit of a shade. This is a south-facing backyard. I am looking for something to put along the fence line um, that, of course, will not interfere with the power lines and will not reach out into the yard to try to collect some more sun. Um, there have been things back there before, in like a, tr a couple of trees, and, of course, they angled themselves to grow out, grow into the sun, which was going north. 
So I had to have them removed because they got at such an angle that they were going to cause a problem. All right. So let me make sure I understand. How tall do you want these plants to grow? Oh, maybe 20 feet. And your main reason for having these plants is privacy? Uh, pretty. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's fair. That's fair. And um, so they are in, in. They are on your side of the fence? Yes. Yes, I will be planting. There's nothing out there now, but I was just wanting okay. to put something that would be pretty to look at outside the window. All right. How far outside the window? I'm trying to get my bearings. I got really lost in all sure. the distances. How far away from Sorry. the windows? 120 feet. Oh, okay. A long ways. That's good. Um, my my default on on tall shrubs for shade, now I'm talking about shrubs, not trees, uh, would be Nellie R. Stevens hollies. Always. 100% of the time. Because they are so dependable. Now, will they lean? I guess they might, but I think a, a secret in that, what else is causing shade? Is it just the fence or is there something else? That's what I didn't understand. No, no, it's a chain link fence, but there's a very tall building on the other, oh. just directly behind me on the other side of the alley. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, well, the Nellie R. Stevens Hollies do well in shade, and so they are not... They, they don't pout as much when they when they have a lot of shade. So I, I think you'd have less leaning out of them than you would most other plants that you might choose. Um, and I, I think if you could move them in from the chain link fence by five or six feet or eight feet, um, that would give you room to get in and, and shape them and maybe occasionally do some trimming uh, to uh, uh, keep them in a nice symmetrical form. I have a lot of Nellie R. Stevens hollies at our home that I have bought for privacy and for good looks, just like you described, where I wanted a nice tall uh, uh, shrub. I have, uh, I have a couple of photos in the book that you hear me advertising uh, from our backyard of a Nellie R. Stevens holly that is 18 feet tall, 15 to 18 feet tall. Uh, and it's, it's just been a hero plant in its spot. Sure. Is there something I can use that will not completely block my view from the alley? If there's somebody walking back there, or I would like to be able to see it. Um, I was thinking um, desert willows. They're beautiful. But um, I don't know. Shade. If myrtles. Not, yeah, that, that was my neither thought. Neither of those for shade. Those, those will get very rangy and misshapen in shade. What I would do, okay, then you might switch off to a Warren's Red Possum Haw Holly. It has much the growth habit of a, a crepe myrtle uh, in that you'll have multiple trunks and you'll have uh, more of a tree form plant. Uh, it's called okay. Warren's, the, the man's name Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N, apostrophe S, Warren's Red Possum Haw Holly. Take a look at it uh, in nurseries this winter, and it has beautiful red berries in the winter. It's completely bare in the winter, so it would be absolutely no privacy in the winter, but it is beautiful. Uh, okay. Again, Nellie R. Stevens hollies are trained tree form uh, frequently. I have uh, two of them in our landscape that I've trained up by removing lower branches, so it's easy to see around them and under them. Um, okay. Uh, if that's of interest to you, you'll find some nurseries that are, have them already trained that way. Uh, another thing that you can do is space them farther apart so that you have that uh, line of sight. I understand wanting to be able to see uh, what's going on back there. But those are, those are possibilities. But stay away from anything that needs full sun because it blooms. Both the two plants you mentioned are absolutely full sun plants. Okay. Other other shrubs that you could use that would do well, uh, you could use um, Rusty Blackhall Viburnum. Uh, it is a very lovely native shrub that gets, uh, or small tree that gets uh, 20 feet tall and has small glossy dark green leaves. It's deciduous, uh, very pretty flowers in the spring, small bluish berries uh, in the winter that birds like, nice fall mm. color. It's a pretty plant. 
a little hard to find and it's not nearly as symmetrical and, and uh, dependably uniform as, as the holly. But anyway, I'm kind of happy with the answer I've given. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Leslie. All right, let me get my last break out of the way. A couple of things I'll mention to you after that. Um, my book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, and I'll look up the page that has the uh, has the uh, photo of our Nellie R. Stevens in our backyard and have that in just a moment for you. But uh, you'll be able to see what it looks like. Also, the old Addison City Hall used to have a beautiful one that was trained like a Christmas tree, but then they started pruning it up as a tree, and it kind of lost some of that glory as far as I was concerned. I haven't been back there since the restaurant that we used to dine at changed. Neil's phrase, Lone Star Gardening. Uh, chapter 1, Basics of Gardening. Chapter 2, the 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. Uh, four pages per month. People have told me that is that, that chapter alone pays for the entire book. And uh, who am I to argue, right? Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a, a year of my life. You're getting Neil for a year for $34.95. That's right. It's, uh, it's on sale at $34.95 for a limited time. Uh, the uh, you'll be getting a signed copy of the book you'll get all 840 photos not taking any photos away from you you're getting the whole deal and uh, I think you'll find it to be very very helpful 344 pages and uh, all the charts and all the information to help you be more successful in gardening it's a hardback printed in Texas on high quality paper I sign every copy as it sells and as I mentioned I guarantee total satisfaction or I will refund every penny. I've not been asked to refund on any book that I've sold so far. Now here are the two ways you can buy it because it is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. You have to buy it from my office or you have to buy it from my website. The office phone number for the weekdays is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. That's one way you can buy it. The other way you can buy the book, and the better way, is to order it right now while you're thinking about it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. All right, thank you, sir. He knows what he's talking about. Great company. Let me uh, tell you now about Mueller, another great company. And uh, this is a company that's been around 93 years. That's pretty remarkable. 1930s are difficult times for America, but uh, that was when jobs were remaining scarce, but hopes remained high. And during that time, Mueller started making metal products. Now here we are, 93 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storms of Texas. A Mueller metal roof and, uh, is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and snowstorms for years to come. That's Mueller. That's what it means. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's made by Mueller. Mueller is just great. And visit MuellerInc.com to learn more and to find a location near you. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. They're Mueller. They're made in America. They're made to last. It's MuellerInc.com. <laughs> 
Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby. I was looking for the photo of the Nellie R. Stevens holly in our backyard. And page 98 has it but it's way down at the end of the brick walk and you can't really see it very well. There are other photos in here somewhere. And then on page 100 is the one at uh, the Addison City Hall upper left uh, corner, if you have my book, page 100 upper left, if you wanna see what it looks like. That's huge, but they have taken some of the bottom branches off to turn it tree form. So turn toward the microphone here, you probably hear me better. But uh, anyway, that will uh, that will give you a bit of a, head start on seeing what it would look like as a large, very large shrub. It's a beautiful plant, page 100 or page 98 in our backyard. Mine looks a lot smaller because this photo was taken from a greater distance and it is a lot smaller. That's a beautiful plant. When I came to the DFW area in 1970, there was a large Nellie R. Stevens at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That was the first big one I ever saw. And the plant had just come into the marketplace about 1960. It had been uh, found as a chance seedling uh, by a lady uh, in a uh, botanic garden in 1904 and she took it to her garden and grew it and for 50 years it grew there kind of un, uh, uh, unannounced and somebody looked at it once and said man that ought to be in the nursery industry and so they took it I don't know who that was I need to go back to Fred Galley's book on azaleas I mean, on the holly, such a great book, and and read the story of it again. But uh, it is a a wonderful holly, and uh, since her name was Nellie R. Stevens, <laughs> they just named it for her. And uh, then uh, Tom Dodd Nursery started growing it, and I, I got mine given to me by Steve Dodd, his brother, in 1970. I've grown it ever since, my favorite holly. Um, if you're going to put a pre-emergent out, you still will get some good effect if you get it out today, not not tomorrow, today, and water it in. Uh, it's time to fertilize your lawn. Uh, if you uh, if you want to put a, a lawn uh, a fall feed out, this is the time to do it and water it in well. Water your plants, especially if you didn't get the rains this week. Some areas got nice rains. We did not in, in McKinney get much rain, and so it's really important that you water uh, very important also, uh, as you're moving plants around and raking leaves, watch out for snakes. They are active right now. We've had three around our house out in the country, so be careful. Hey, I've enjoyed very much being with you today to Mike Bass. Nice job. Thanks. We've had a few challenges here and there. Until next week, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.